The Space Case Sarah Show with the space nerds, Kavi and Benjamin. Who is Space Case Sarah? Funky, edgy, smart, funny, and a rebel feminist. Now, witness it yourself on iRock Space Radio. Hello, space enthusiasts. Welcome to another episode of the Space Case Sarah Show with the space nerds, Kavi and Benjamin. Whether this episode airs or not, this is a new recording platform that we are using. So this is kind of a fun first go about with uh, the Space Case Air Show on this new platform. And we're going to see how this goes. But, um, oh gosh, I element. Cobalt. Cobalt. Oh, right. We're doing elements. <laughs> yeah, we do that. And I, I, uh, first I heard of it. Who who are you guys talking about? What what? Um, <laughs> Cobalt. I think it's Cobalt. a type of horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's their shoe. Uh, the shoe. We of are on the uh, the Cobalt episode, apparently. And uh, as a reminder to people who uh, maybe are tuning in to this nonsense for the first time, even though it really doesn't matter that we're on a new platform. So anyway, um, we do elements for each episode, and the guys always prepare some effects. And fun things to know about this episode. So let's jump right into that. Uh, Kavi, what should we know about cobalt? Cobalt is a really interesting element. It has been used, honestly, for hundreds of years as a um, coloring pigment. So it had this really interesting blue color that um, can be added to glass and other smelting processes. Um, but honestly, it's just like very weirdly useful to metabolisms so like somehow it plays a role in the way that we process vitamin b it also um plays uh, a role in uh radiotherapy like there are a whole bunch of different ways that it can be used it's just kind of strange where do we get it from like where do we like if we use it for metabolizing where do we get the ground so like yes food that we eat the ground I'm not specifically sure no, how it gets into like, the food that we eat. Well, cobalt occurs naturally everywhere, earthy, on the ground. Earthy. It doesn't occur naturally in a purified state, though. It's mixed into a gaggle of other minerals and molecules out there. So it just, it can be found. The collective noun for, and lots for of gaggles. For gaggles. elements. It's indeed a gaggle. A gaggle with elements. Places. A myriad of gall- gaggles. Uh, do we like lick the ground when we need more cobalt? Like, <laughs> no, it's not like that. Like do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, Benjamin. Yes. What uh, what what you got for us? Uh today is our twenty seventh episode, the cobalt episode. And should this new recording platform work well, uh, and everything airs on time, it'll air on February eighteenth. So happy astronaut birthday to Joseph Kerwin, who actually is born February 19th. Don't tell anybody. And he flew on Skylab 2. And happy scientist birthday to Jacques Cassini, the son of Giovanni Cassini. Okay. Uh, Jacques himself. I thought you were going Jacques Cousteau, you know. Well, Jacques Cousteau, Jacques <laughs> Who predates Jacques Cousteau, thank you. Uh, Jacques Cassini measured the motions of the stars and he used that information to dispel the myth that they don't move. And also, he continued his father's studies of Jupiter, 
and Saturn, of course, Saturn's rings. So happy birthday to those folks. Dang. And the Cassini mission was named after his father, right? Not him. The Cassini's mission was named after their dog. Really? What? Yes. Thought Cassini. Bow Wow yeah. Cassini. No, it was it was named after Giovanni Cassini. <laughs> <laughs> that would make more sense if Becca was next to it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I think I think Kavi wins. Kavi wins today. That's the funniest joke. <laughs> We're gonna do another trivia episode and play some games. Benjamin is so excited. Benjamin really had some fun questions the last time. I feel like we kind of went more into our small. Perfect. I am a little bit ill prepared. Um, which is kind of a funny story. Not not ill prepared intentionally. But I was looking for more general, like, space facts kind of questions. And all of them, as I'm going through, I'm like, yeah, they would know that. Yeah, they would know that. Yeah, that's, you know, unless it was a, a completely obscure, like, how long how long would it take for you, if you dug a hole through the earth, how long would it take you to fall through, you know, really kind of random? How long would it take me to dig the hole? Or how long would it take? How long would it take for you to fall through? I guess this is our first question. How long would it take for you to fall through earth? If you dug a hole all the way through it, how long would it take? 24 hours. Infinity. Well, yeah. Is there a good reason for my answer that I'll let Benjamin justify his first? Well, well, I think what Sarah's trying to imply in her question, if there was a hypothetical hole through the earth through which you could fall and not hit the ends and not burn up when you pass to the core. Yes, or like, let's put the logistics aside. <laughs> logistics aside, she's what I think she's trying to ask. What's the top? How long it'll take one trip if I just jump down and I spat out the other side? I would start at a speed of zero on one side. I would reach my max speed when I pass through the core, and then I would start slowing down until I got to a speed of zero on the other end. Hopefully, somebody would catch me. Not the constant back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, Swiss cheesing as we go while the world's turning. We're just punching. No, not that. Where Kavi was going. But I think Sarah's question. I think the answer is something. I have to look it up. I posted that as a science fact on Science Actually once. And I got so much hate mail for a minute. Her note die. You couldn't dig that hole. You'd burn up. Swiss cheese. Blah, blah, blah. My name's Kavi. Anyway, she was really annoying. But... I think it's that's what I do in my spare time. I just create fake accounts and troll Benjamin posts. I think I, I, I think it's uh, a number of hours would you'd take you to go through it's all logistics. Not need to sign. <laughs> uh, well, this is a good first question then, because I would love hate mail for the Space Case Air Show. Seriously, like everyone's perfectly pleasant with us. Come on, give us some heat. About an hour. About an hour there. Yes, is uh, about 42 minutes is the, ah, and you reach like 17,000 some miles per hour, eagles per freedom, whatever, you know, it is in a metric system. So, um, but no, like most of them were like, what's the hottest planet in the solar system? I'm like, really? And then there really weren't that many that I was like, they, they wouldn't, they would probably know that. I mean, okay. Another one that Go came. Well, um. True or false, could you fit all of the planets of the solar system in between the Earth and the moon? True. With the ring system of Saturn? Or with that? <laughs> Are we know. just talking about the spheres? 
I'm going to say, yeah, I'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that's 250 million miles. It's, it's a lot of space. <laughs> I'm right. It's 250. Yes. You both were right. You both were right. Um, okay, hold on. Let me let me find like just a couple more. I'll just fill this for a segment with my Oh, this silly. is great. This is great. This is great. <laughs> we need to keep score, though, because if we can't have a scorecard for getting back from the green room, if we don't have a green room, oh, we need to keep no score of this. So, Okay. Okay, how many years would it take to walk to the moon? And, like, please don't get too technical here. Like, what's the speed? How fast are you walking? Well, are we talking about me? I'm six and a half feet tall, so I have a longer stride. <laughs> Such nerds. What? <laughs> like the average. Can I have a Red Bull first? <laughs> <laughs> how many years would it take to walk to the moon? <laughs> I don't like the question. I don't know. About a billion years. Why not? No. No. Okay. 90 million years. Okay. 90. Coffee. 90 million. Uh, 420 years. Apparently, according to this, it's nine years. Okay. Coffee wins. He's closest. Yeah. I don't like the question, though, so I won't take the points. <laughs> Is it when the moon's closest or when it's furthest? It's the full moon. You know, I, again, these are just very... Um, <laughs> I'm loving this. This is great. So just very... They, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the, the tunnel through through Earth. Uh, and then also a lot of these facts are in, you know, the U.S. measuring system. Okay, let me let me try this one. 16 facts about space that will blow your mind. Okay. Okay. Prepare for your mind to be blown. See, uh, right away, none of these I'm like, okay. Uh, NOSA has recorded eerie space sounds. Uh, we already knew that. Sunsets on Mars are blue. Okay. Launching things into space is expensive. This is why I'm struggling, okay? Is this a, is this a question? No, give, like, give me one second. I'll find one more. Okay, what percentage of our solar system mass is the sun? All of it. So much close to all of it. 95%. 99%. Yes, it's 99%. Well, See? <laughs> <laughs> like this fact, we actually went over in, in a show with two pieces of the same type of metal touch in space. They'll bond and be permanently stuck together. We talked about that. Cold weather. Yeah. It's a problem. We've just covered everything. Who would have thought in 26 episodes oh, would have covered we finished all the, of finished the universe? They finished it. Yeah, it's there. That was we, boring. We we have reached the end. Yeah, it's like it's like we reached to the point of the the origin of the Big Bang, and we can't go any further. This is great because you know what? We're at 13 minutes. Let's throw out our handles, and then you guys with that are probably full of more facty facts. Apparently, you need to be more like ultra specific instead of just saying like odd facts or unique facts or something about space because they're like <laughs> Mars is red because of its iron. What? <laughs> I thought it was blood from the victims when the ambulance came. <laughs> That's what the movie said. What's that? What's that character, Chloe from the Sesame Street? Go <laughs> <The> blue. Anger. <laughs> <laughs> I need a sock puppet. We need a sock puppet. We need sock. Space case puppet. 
We need uh, we need our own sock puppets to represent ourselves. <laughs> did you guess Did you know that? This is so just with sock puppets. <laughs> yes, because this platform records us. Yes, Vis- uh, video record just like this. Yes, just like this. <laughs> just like this. Uh, I like space because it twinkles. Today's episode is brought to you by the element cobalt. Cobalt. Uh, okay, before we go to a break. <laughs> Did you guys, did you ever um, watch Rocket Man? It was like kind of, you know, the Disney movie Rocket Man with... Um... Elton John. Oh, no, 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 no. I saw the Elton John one. No, no. That was fine. That was a good, that was a good show. Oh, I can't think of the actor's name, but he, so he basically, he's like a, he's an engineer at NASA and he gets like last minute selected to go on a, on a mission to Mars. And um, they test him. He goes through testing and one of them is an isolation, uh, isolation chamber. And he starts. I know exactly he, the movie you're talking about. I know exactly the movie you're talking about. He does sock puppets, and then they they get done with the isolation test, and they open the door, and he's like, "Close the bloody door! We have to This is when they're on Mars. Two people they're connected by an air tube, and then he cuts one, and they start watching him. Yeah. Okay, the sign sound familiar. Okay, it's a well, fine film. I had like. Space case, Sarah. I am available anywhere on any any platform. Kavi, go. Me, hi. Uh, I am Kavi. I am. Nothing. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Fun Fact Science. Uh, Fun Fact Science with Kavi uh, on TikTok, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I have realized that my TikTok account has basically become a Stan account for my dog, and I am not embarrassed of that at all. But yes, that's me. Fun Fact Science. And I'm Benjamin from Science Actually, and you can find me on Facebook and Twitter and what's the other one? Instagram and TikTok and oh, Mastodon man. and Hive. Mastodon. Mastodon. You're on I'm Mastodon. I'm on Mastodon. I'm everywhere. I am. I'm in your dreams. <laughs> you are listening to the Space Case Sarah Show with the Space Nerds, Kavi and Benjamin here on iRock Space Radio. Welcome back to the Space Case Sarah Show with my space nerds, Kavi and Benjamin. We are playing mm-hmm. another trivia game in honor of the Cobalt episode for really no reason. It's just because we're playing around with this new recording studio and uh, we didn't really know how it was going to work. So we went nice and easy. And yep, I had terrible questions because I assumed you guys knew pretty much everything that I kept finding and I needed to be more specific. So lessons learned. Who would like to ask their questions first? Oh, yeah. Benjamin, you went last the last time, so I think you should go oh, first. Okay. All right. I have some more multiple choice trivia questions for everybody. Hey. Fabulous. Okay. This is how he got into PhDs at <laughs> <In> school. <laughs> we got into PhDs. <laughs> oh, man, this guy's a genius. <laughs> I know all the letters. I know all the right. letters. Ooh. Here we go. All right. What is the unit of measurement? used to describe the expansion of the universe. Is it the Curie point, the Lagrange point, the Roche limit, or the Hubble constant? Damn it. Copy buzzed it first. Okay. Um, It is the Hubble constant, um, which is one over the scale factor of the universe. Is it the, um, what was the second? Say that one again, the rate. You did. You win. Uh, I said the Roche limit. The Roche limit is that the brightness limit of 
I think that's where a object is close enough to the larger object that it's orbiting and to a point where the gravity right where it will get ripped is enough to rip yeah. it apart. Yeah. Okay. What? Yeah. That? I, the, the brightest thing point. is the Eddington limit. Maybe is that what you're thinking of? I just know that there's a scale of brightness. So anyway, oh. um, okay. There is. Next That's question. Great questions. I love it. <laughs> oh, thank you. In what constant? Sorry, I hit my microphone. In what constellation can we find the hottest known place in the universe? Is it Pisces, Virgo, the Southern Cross, or the Little Dipper? The hottest place in the hottest place in, in in the hottest known place in the universe. So not the solar system. Yes, that's well, hotter. Obviously, because the constellations are out of the solar system. But uh, is this? I'm gonna say the Southern Cross. I don't know. I yeah. I, I feel like you wouldn't have included the Southern Cross unless that was it. But are we talking about a star? Are we like it's the hottest star? If you look towards Virgo. <laughs> Uh, there is a cloud of searing gas surrounding a swarm of gas, a galaxies clustered together five billion light years away in the constellation Virgo, supposedly reaching a temperature of 300 million degrees Celsius. Holy. What is that in Kelvin? I, it's about the same. Okay. Kelvin and Celsius are separated by like 273. So it's like the same. At that same. point, it doesn't matter. So what's the advantage? Yeah. That, then? Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> Virgo is so hot right now. Yes, girl. But I so, have heard. I have heard that you know Jupiter. Like we don't have Jupiter. Pluto. Pluto is going to be in some sort of phase that you know was similar to akin to the time of 2008. So watch out for the stock market collapsing. I'm not joking. I actually saw somebody say that. It's just like an emo phase that Pluto is going to be going through. Hector Pluto about combing its hair over and listening to Good Charlotte. Yeah. We were all fa- we were all Pluto once. Okay, what? He's a nut. Sorry. <laughs> what is the farthest known star from Earth? Is it Betelgeuse, Arcturus, Rigel, Rigel, or Arendin? I mean, I like the Lord of the Rings reference there, Arendel, Aaron. You know, I'm going to narrow it down to B or C Uh-oh. though because of that. Beetlejuice is pretty close. Beetlejuice is like 600 light years away. Um, Rigel, I'm not sure about, and Arcturus. I want to say Arcturus. I'm going to say Rigel. The Lord of the Rings fan is correct. It's Arendelle. Oh, I I was there. It should be. (laughs) I felt like that was a trick because it was (laughs) Arendelle. The furthest one that we know of, so it could be more, but apparently it's... I mean, there's definitely more. Like the early universe stars would be further but yeah does that like include globular clusters too that's because those are you know with a cluster individual star so that's yeah. far as i know okay next question if you could try if you could go there and look up what other world in our solar system also has a blue sky is it uranus mars Titan or Pluto? Well, Mars at certain times of day. Right, because Mars has blue sunsets. Never mind the sunsets. Okay. Just daytime <laughs> sky. Daytime sky. <laughs> I, my guess so would be Titan. Huh? My guess would be Tyson. 
I was going to say, how would we know like a, like Pluto? Like we've never been. I, I mean, I, I would assume that they would know just based off of the atmosphere science properties of it. But that would be my guess too. Tight. The sky is yellow orange. Damn it. The answer is trick question. Both Uranus and Pluto. We have seen both of their skies from probes who passed by them. And then as we went by, we looked back, we could see the sunlight through their atmospheric haze. So Pluto barely has a sky. If you were able to stand on the surface, you would see a very faint blue sky. But if you're able to go down some depth into the clouds of Uranus and look up, if you're able to do that, you would see a very lovely blue sky. Nice. But what is obvious? Really? Huh? Look out. All right. Better. If you look That's out, away, away from the Thank center. you. Look out. Away from the center. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Pluto, can you name the five biggest, I hate saying this, dwarf planets? Can you name any of them? Ceres? Ceres? Ceres is not one of the five, which blew me away. I thought Ceres Vesta. Vesta is not even on the list. Pluto? No, Drennan. <laughs> Big round rocky ball. Big round rocky ball. Pluto is the biggest, <laughs> sadly, of the dwarf planets. Thanks, Neil Tyson. Then <laughs> Eris is second place. Haumea, third. Makimake, or Makimiki, or Mikmik, or whatever you call it, is fourth. Gogong is fifth, believe it or not. What? Char- What's that last Pluto's moon Charon, if it is... Gong-gong? If, Gong-gong. If, Char- if Pluto's moon Charon were considered a dwarf planet, which apparently there's some debate, even though they orbit each other, it's sixth place, then Quar, Sedna, yeah. and then finally Ceres. Mm-hmm. Well, so I have a question for you. Great. Hmm. If given the chance to get in front of Neil deGrasse Tyson and debate about Pluto, would you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Would you take him on? Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I, can I, can I set up the scene anyway? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. It would absolutely be after a few drinks and absolutely after I paid money to see the guy and hear him talk and get him to autograph a thing or two. (laughs) Then I would say, hey buddy, hey buddy, seriously though. Let me tell you. Seriously though, I love, I love the, I love the vests. You look awesome. You're so snappy. The Cosmo shows is great. But uh, come on. <laughs> the Pruda thing. Seriously. Come on. Come on. A little. A little. A little. So you're worried about getting uh, like like canceled by uh, Hugh Grass Tyson then? Is that that? Hugh Grass Tyson is just like us. He's a human being, so he's bound to make a mistake. I'm saying, I'm saying, are you afraid? Are you afraid of like him being like, Benjamin, you are no longer a valid science communicator and we're, we're vetoing you because of your stance on Pluto? No. Are you kidding me? That'd be great. Hi, <laughs> Benjamin Salas, the one science communicator near the grass Tyson hates. <laughs> He'd be sharing the screenshots of like, he blocked me. He really blocked me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, let's get the funny thing. Go ahead. The funny thing to me, sorry, was just like, I think it was the astronomer um, Mike Brown who originally, like, you know, found found the science or or, or or led the International Astronomical Union to the direction of saying that Pluto should be reclassified as a dwarf planet. 
Um, funnily enough, his Twitter handle, I think, is at Pluto Killer. But, <laughs> but the wild thing <laughs> is, is that he, he, he's like responsible for killing Pluto. And then almost immediately afterwards, I feel like he's been the leading astronomer looking into uh, Planet Nine, the, this you know, potential right. ninth planet that might exist somewhere also in that region, like a trans-Neptunian object that's further out than the orbit of Neptune. Um, and it's just so far that it's you know so small and dark and it's hard to see. But he's like, no, no, no. Pluto isn't the ninth planet. God. I shall find. <laughs> I will find. I shall it. find the planet nine. Right there is a. There's definitely. I feel like in any. Well, not any, but you know, like if you find a new dinosaur, you get to name it and stuff like that. There's definitely an ego thing to finding something first. Like I want to find <laughs> planet nine. And what would you name the planet nine? Jeff. Pluto. Jeff. <laughs> would you really name it Pluto just to mess with people in the future? <laughs> nice planet Pluto. All those old textbooks. Bring it back. They're good now. <laughs> All right. One more question. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll try to... I have a few more questions. I'll blend them into one. Okay. Well, no, no, you can maybe do like two. I just didn't know how many more you had. So I'll, I'll, just re- I'll go re- really fast. What yeah. is the biggest moon of Jupiter? Yo mama. <laughs> nope. Oh. Uh, yep. Is it? I feel like it's a trick question. I want to say Ganymede, but but it also might be Europa. You are correct. It is Ganymede, which is also, by the way, the biggest moon in the solar system. What is Saturn's what? biggest moon? Oh. Yo mama. Yo mama. Is it Enceladus? No, it's Titan. Oh. The second biggest moon in the solar system the only one with an atmosphere what is uranus's best did you know did you know actually fun fact benjamin you might you probably don't know this but the um the sky on titan is kind of like a yellowish orange color oh. except that sunset well the stirred brown <laughs> uranus uranus whatever <laughs> you know the uh, um, you might have o- a chance oberon no it's titania, titania. Ah, definitely. All right, Neptune's biggest moon. That's my last one. Triton. Triton, correct. And it's also the only round sphere moon of Neptune. All oh, the other yeah. ones are tiny little oblong potato things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they also have pasta moons. They also have, uh, because I know that Saturn has moons that are kind of like tortellini slash potato ravioli. Yeah, ravioli moons. I love ravioli moons. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Benjamin, for this rounding, like, rapid-fire trivia quiz segment. I'm going to mark this spot. We're going to see how this works out. But as a reminder, you can follow us all on social media and the station iRock Space Radio. I forgot to give that a shout-out in the first segment. Yes, you did bump your microphone and um this is a tradition this is a well it has to be done we are also very appreciative if you're listening to this live on the station that is awesome we are uploading our episodes to podcast formats anywhere so make sure you're checking out the show if you're not listening to there to it there right now make sure you're listening to it there you're listening to the Space K Sarah Show with my space nerds, Kabi and Benjamin, here on iRock Space Radio. 
Hello, and welcome to the Space Case Sarah Show. Again, back from this break with the space nerds, Kavi and Benjamin. Kavi's trying really hard to convince us he's frozen. I know you're not. I can see you. Uh, <laughs> with my Stupid space breathing. with Kavi and Benjamin. I know, biology. <laughs> Could you stop breathing so loud? We are doing a, a trivia episode, and Benjamin just gave us his sort of ringer of a he went through really fast a bunch of questions at the end there and a lot of them had to deal with moons which i have a feeling is because you've been dropping down a list of moon facts on your science actually page so you are armed with moon facts kavi what you got for us what what facts do you have i i have i have i have questions you know um i was actually thinking you'll ask the questions <laughs> the question. Um, I was I was worried that I was you know focusing too much on space physics, uh, sorry, or astrophysics uh, questions, and so I tried to go towards other parts of physics. And it's lucky that I did that because uh, y'all asked some great questions that were more space related. But there is a thing yeah. to the questions that I am asking. Perfect. My favorite. Yes, it is physics. But the first thing that I want to start off with is do you find folks know what a unit of force is? When you apply a force to an object, a unit. How do you, what units, what physical units are used to measure it? A Newton? Nice. Yes, exactly. Your dog. Your dog. My dog. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, the, the American system uses units of my dogs per uh, yeah, per <laughs> second. Have you? Um, and if uh, if we're using that force and we're making pressure, we're applying a pressure on something. What unit is that? Pounds of velocity. I'll give you a clue. His uh, atmosphere. A French uh, math- jewels. 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 No, that's energy. Um, <laughs> no, uh, French mathematician. Yes, mathematician slash physicist. First name was Blaze, if I'm not mistaken. Blaze. Blaze. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, I didn't do super great in my physics class. Uh, new- I'm going to be honest, as soon as you said Blaze, I'm thinking about the movie Dodgeball. Blazer. Blazer. Um, if you can dodge a question, you can dodge a ball. Um, I'm <laughs> dodging this question. So I will... You're going to say it and I'm going to be like, God. I will give you the answer in the form of a joke. Um, <laughs> there, um, there are a bunch of physicists who are playing hide and seek. Um, and Newton was seeking. Um, and you had uh, Einstein and Galileo and uh, Blaise Pascal who were hiding and Newton was out looking for them and he was seeking and then he saw um, Blaise Pascal standing in a little square on the ground that was a meter by a meter by a meter uh, or a meter by a meter Um, and he says, haha, Pascal, I found you but it was not Pascal it was Newton standing in the square and it was one Newton squared meter. That might have been that might have been pinky up fine level science yeah. humor right there. Physicist parties yeah. must be amazing. 
<laughs> no, Newton. Yeah, so Newton. Newton didn't find himself. Um, it was yeah. So a, a Pascal is one Newton per square meter, um, and that is the unit of force. Um, and because I'm seemingly doing so well with units, I'm <laughs> to continue. And yes, keep it up. <laughs> I'm going to ask if you guys know what the rudest unit in physics is. The, the rudest unit. The rudest. Yes. Okay. The rude is the most rude. Rude. R U D. Yes. The rudest. I'm thinking about the, a lot of uh, a lot of names of minerals that are not appropriate, but I can't think of. <laughs> so what is the rudest measurement unit in physics? Yeah. Uh, I'll take I'll take you guys back to derivatives, uh, if that might give you a bit of a hint when you have uh, the location. Uh, of something in physics and you derive it, you get the velocity, right? And then the second ooh, derivative... Ooh, is it the volume of liquid a buttload? Yeah, which is a real thing. It's, it's 140 not, gallons. Not quite what I was referring to. Uh, the derivative of position is velocity and second derivative um, is acceleration. And the third derivative is jerk. The jerk is 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 the rate of change of acceleration with respect to time. Yes. See, I don't think I got that far in physics. I remember velocity and and you know um, acceleration and not taking friction into account. And I just remember being like, not taking friction into account. I don't know how we put rockets into space. I swear to God, like just like a little pulley system to drag something across a table. They're like, not taking friction into account. I'm like. This is incredible <laughs> math. Uh, so, <laughs> Please yeah. tell me the jerk is named after a physicist, like Ferdinand Jerk or something like that. Yes, um, yes. H. Ray Jerk was... Uh, H. He was a He was a failure of a physicist, and that's why this unit was named after him. <laughs> um, but also, fun fact... Son is probably named the, Jerk. Um, <laughs> because, Sarah, the reason why you probably didn't remember it, Kurt... Sarah and I were discussing before we started recording what the male version of a Karen is. A Karen decided is. It's, it's either a Keith or a Kurt. Um, apologies to <laughs> listeners out there whose names are Keith, Kurt, Karen, or Jerk. There's a story to this too. If I go, go ahead, keep going. <laughs> well, I'll just, I'll just finish off. I'll finish off with a jerk, and then I'll, I'll let you tell this story about the jerk that you met. But these are all like the, the second and third derivatives, but. Uh, which nobody really uses in physics. But the fourth, fifth, and sixth derivative uh, of the position are called snap, crackle, and pop. Shut up. No, are they really? I swear. I swear. It is. In maybe physics. there is no Parties aren't that bad. All right. This we have a lot of right. This is what I'm saying. Like, this is why, like, if you discovered a new dinosaur today, they would be like, this is Spiny McSpikester or something, you know, like, it'd be ridiculous. It's like, we're very lucky that um, most things were discovered at a time where everyone was like, there are social standards or, you know, like, uh, institutional standards of how we should name this. Now today, we, yeah, we'd be ridiculous. I do have a story about a jerk. I don't want to take away from your questions, though. <laughs> but I do. I, I, no, I like grade A kind of jerk today. A guy went out of his way to tell me that my following robot was a tripping hazard. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Was he carrying a box of snap crap bomb? <laughs> no. 
nope, no Rice Krispies. But then he's like trying to like rope the woman in next to him. And he's like, right, like you know, in an aisle, this would no one, no one could see that. And Kavi brings up this great point. He's like, um, it's like the same like height as like a wet floor sign. So and color, yeah, and color, it's yellow. I'm six foot five. I trip over people's children. So I think you're okay with little robot. I'd rather trip over your robot than little child. I do the well, same thing, but it's not really an accident. Jerks out there. Why the, the standard? I mean, first of all, do you have a physics derivative named after you? No. So no. That's a that's a bar that's pretty hard to reach. But then I felt like this was like I felt like this was a a new a new era of like get off my lawn you know but like you know this guy's like what like watching a robot that you i swear you've never seen this before and yet he had a beef so anyway to the kurtz of the world we're sorry but we're calling you kurtz or keith from now on <laughs> what else do you have <laughs> well the next one is also a physics unit. That is the theme of my questions because I seem to be uh, stuck on units. Um, it was a thing. Like in when you do physics courses in at the end of high school and university, they're always like, you know, write down your answer with units. Otherwise, we're taking off half the points. So uh, units are very important to physics. This unit, which is a measure of uh, electrical inductance, which we can talk about afterwards if anybody cares, is also named after a uh, person. And Jules. Jules. Of inductance. Sarah said before that Jules is energy. I was going to do Jules. I was going to do like a whole series of J's. Like, um, <laughs> I was going to do Jerk, Jiffy, um, Jansky, <laughs> the unit of radio flux, and Jiffy. But then I decided... Okay, and love the unit of radio flux. It's, it's the best. I don't know what it is. It's the brightness. It's the flux. Never mind. Um, so leaving the flux alone. What is this unit of inductance? It's named after a person. It doesn't start with a J. Um, and, 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 it is the same name as one of the uh, trains oh. in Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, 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 oh. No, 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 no. Um... It's like the brightness of your light bulb, right? Like the... What? Lumens? A lumen? That's a lumen. <laughs> Is that... No. Tis not a lumen. Uh, I'll give you a clue. You guys know those vacuum cleaners with the eyes on them? Roomba? <laughs> no, no, not the Roomba. The industrial ones. <laughs> the industrial ones you'll see at like hotels and restaurants. Seriously, there are... Vacuum cleaners with eyes on them in hotels and restaurants. Yeah, I was like, gotta get Australia. Where do you live? Australia sounds that awesome. Would be call, that would be called eyes on everything. Okay, workers. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm just wait. I, I just want to test myself. If I if I Google vacuum cleaner with eyes, I want to see. Yeah, it's the, it's the first result. So the answer that you are looking for is Henry. Uh, named after uh, Joseph Henry, the American scientist who discovered uh, induction. Um, I mean, Mark, you know, Faraday also discovered it, but this was an independent discovery. So yeah, uh, Henry is um, the unit of inductance from an electrical coil. See, this is how rockets got to space, and it was not responsible. But you guys seriously don't know Henry? That's crazy. I've never heard of Henry's. How many Henry's is this? 
That just sounds odd. How does it translate to charts? <laughs> well, well, What's the conversion rate of Henry's to charts? <laughs> it's, um, well, I mean, if you're talking in terms of electrical resistance ohms, it's uh, a Henry is an ohm uh, times a second. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a kilogram meter squared per second squared ampere squared. Otherwise, it's three giraffes per eagle per freedom squared. Mm-hmm. Why did you Perfect. say that for that penny? <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> that would have done it, huh? Giraffes, pretty good. I saw, I saw your message in the chat. So, um, Kavi has to get going. He's got some some family to pick up from the airport. So he's going to give us one more question. And actually, this time's out perfect. We're going to wrap it up. So, oh, that was the one more question. Oh no! Oh, that was your one more question. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that was perfect. He's got people to go pick up from. The I have airport. to leave in a jiffy, but my last question could be: How long is a jiffy? A second. <laughs> less a uh, nanosecond a less picosecond less it doesn't exist a jiffy a jiffy is three times ten to the negative 24 seconds yeah i was gonna say that next after the other word and- <laughs> i use that i use it all the time yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah i'll see you in in this many i do actually say jiff though i do say i'll see you in a jiff God damn it, I was going to... Oh, but not when you're referring to... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Jeff. Like, I, like I'll like i say, like, I'll I'll be there in a jiffy or I'll be there in yeah, a jiffy. You know, like I say that. That's an American term, Cubby. You'll see you in a jiffy, I'll be there. <laughs> that is jiffy. the size of one peanut butter jar. No. Uh, uh, this is a good episode. A good trial run of our new recording platform. So we're going to see how this works out for us. Um, and... Yeah, next time I will definitely try to have a little bit uh, more challenging questions prepared. I uh, Apparently, when you say unique or interesting facts, the internet doesn't know much, and they give you pretty generic suggestions. And uh, But you guys did great. You had great questions. Thank you so much for the tantalizing stimulation of facts. <laughs> yes, my brain is feeling tantalized. Tantalizing. As always, thank you for listening. We're Space Case Sarah, Fun Fact Science, Science Actually, Actually Science, depending on the platform. We're actually like, we're right up on the time limit. So we're going to end this recording session, let Kavi be on his merry way, and please remember to follow us on social media. We are very needy creatures. Follow the station. We still always have our crew club t-shirts available, so go sign up at irockspaceradio.com. And you have been listening to the Space Case Sarah Show with my space nerds, Kavi and Benjamin, here on iRock Space Radio. You've been listening to the Space Case Sarah Show with the space nerds, Kavi and Benjamin, a production of iRock Space Radio. Go to irockspaceradio.com for more.